previously on Myth, Tarot, Love, we examine the Three of Wands and the Epic of Gilgamesh. Today's show will focus on the Four of Wands and Cinderella. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We're talking about the Four of Wands today, which is a really fun card because <laughs> it is a celebration of Ooh, sorts. Um, if you remember the Four from other, other suits, the Four is often a time of rest um, and stability. Um, but in this case, the four is also a celebration. Hmm. Yeah, so there's still that, that rest and stability that's happening with the four of wands. If I were to use, um, if I were use, to use the fire analogy, because the wands are fire, um, the three of wands is like finally getting your fire stoked and roaring, and then the mm. four is like where it's got that nice heat, like perfect, uh, perfect roasting Marshmallow. Marshmallow, uh, where it's still got the flames <laughs> licking everything, but, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's also good for, for roasting and cooking fire. <laughs> um, however, there is also a warning attached mm. with the Four of Wands, and that is that it can't really last forever. Okay. It, um, this this moments of peace and celebration um, does need to... Uh, eventually end <laughs> and when it does um you need to put that energy back into your work mm. right so um there's this idea that hey you've achieved some success but you can't it it's not going to last forever okay right um and one of the ways that we when we're looking at the card that we know that it is a celebration and that we've achieved a success is that the the four wands are actually representing um what looks like a some sort of wedding. <laughs> um, so looking at the card, we have the four wands right in the foreground. And it looks like they are supporting some sort of canopy of flowers between them. And in like it looks like there's flowers, maybe some grapes in there. It's tied on to the wands with ribbon. And all four of them, like the way they're standing, it really looks like, um, I'm going to probably pronounce it wrong, but it really looks like a, a Jewish huppah which is um, like a canopy that couples get married under. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, if you look through uh, this canopy, you have uh, what looks like some sort of couple, and they're holding a, three bouquets of flowers. Um, one of the person, the person on the left is holding two bouquets, the person <laughs> on the right is holding one. Um, and, you know, they might be celebrating a marriage. They might be getting married. Um, they and definitely look cheerful and like they're having a good time. Yeah, and like if you look in the background a little bit further, there's more people and they look like they're dancing in a circle. Mm -hmm. um, and in the background, you actually have this lovely castle. And if you remember, this is actually the same castle that was pictured on the Ace of Wands. So this is kind of like the end goal, um, or at least the first goal, if you will, of the Ace of Wands. But one of the themes that that is in the wands card is that just because you've seen like but just because you've reached a goal 
that doesn't mean it's your final goal. Mm-hmm. We said that last week too, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's a that's a common theme. Um, mm. Wands definitely shows up with a lot of hard work often. Um, so once again, there's this idea that hey, there's you've had some hard work and it's paid off, and that's definitely one of the main themes that happens in the Four of Wands is saying um, if this this card shows up for someone, it often means that hey your hard work has paid off. Mm -hmm. There is rewards for working hard. (laughs) Um, You know, and sometimes it really doesn't feel that way, especially when you're in the midst of working hard and you're like, where are my just desserts? Where, where's my success after long, hard, hard working days? Um, Well, that's actually being represented by the four of wands. Mm. And like hard work, though, um, just because it shows up, that doesn't mean that you can celebrate forever. You do have to eventually leave, unfortunately. The party has to end. <laughs> the party does have to end. Um, because uh, the main like the main risk involved with the Four of Wands is that if you are losing that that creativity, that surge of creativity, that um, that spark, if you will, from from the fire, um, if you lose that and you are celebrating, well, you have this risk of slipping into decadence, right? Um, this risk of maybe overindulging and getting lazy. And uh, eventually when that success dies down, you're left with nothing or you're mm. well, not necessarily nothing, but you have to kind of start back up again and it's harder. So the main, um, the main lesson I would say of the Four of Wands is celebrate when it's time to celebrate but also channel that high that you're getting from celebrating back into your work and then like use it to keep going, if you will. So like leave the party early, (laughs) if you will, leave the party early and use that high to kind of get inspired all over again. I like it. Yeah. Um, So this this card obviously shows up um, for a lot of different occasions. Um, Yeah. So if it shows up, it's normally showing up as, like, a really positive card. Um, But, of course, if it does show up as an obstacle, it might be warning that the person is maybe slipping into decadence and laziness Mm. um, and that they they need to leave their situation and get back in... um, get get back into the work that's involved and not lose their focus. Yeah. Cool. So we're talking about uh, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Huh? We That's are, exciting. yeah. So, <laughs> modern myth, not really one that um, we don't. It, it's it's definitely been done a lot. There's definitely a lot of Cinderella stories out there. There definitely are. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's really like I thought. I thought that was really awesome that you picked Cinderella because it makes total sense. I think about Cinderella actually when I think about this card because there's marriage. There's. Um, Actually, this card also sometimes even um, sh- shows the possibility of a new family okay. uh, being started. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, it, it can definitely represent marriage and birth, uh, but it also is just a lot of celebrations happening. Uh, and yet, you have to leave, and there's that idea of hard work pays off, and it's like, oh, Cinderella definitely... Definitely fits that bill. Yeah, yeah and like normally, I mean, I could have probably searched a little more to see if I could find a <laughs> classical myth that fit. Um, I was even thinking about talking about like Greek and Roman weddings, but okay, I feel yeah. like this, this fits and it's okay because it is a myth. It's a fairy tale. 
Um, and I'm not going to be talking about the Disney version. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be discussing the Brothers Grimm version. So. I only know, like, bits and pieces of the Brothers Grimm version. I know that it's definitely, um, a lot darker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a lot darker, and it even has some, again, that, a lot of folklore elements, and some that are similar. Um, we talked about Cupid and Psyche on the podcast. I can't remember which episode that was, but... There are way some, back when. Way back when. But there are some elements that remind me of even that story. So mm-hmm. they definitely draw on... Um, on, pre- on older myths when exactly. they were creating this myth. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's I kind cool. of like that. Myths of myths. Yeah, <laughs> yes. If you will. Yeah, and I mean, modern, modern myths are myths too. We just might not name it that way. So, um, like if we think of even superheroes that we have. Like, yeah. you know, the Marvel comics and all that stuff. Like, those are all myths in the same way. It's very true. And Heracles and everybody is. So. We definitely love our superhero mm-hmm. stories, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, at least I do. <laughs> yeah. I will watch every every superhero movie that comes out. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm more pick and choosy lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, there's there's some that, like, anger me more, but at the same time... I still watch them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to... Oh, I'll still watch them. Yeah. I might just not go to the theaters. I guess that's where I draw my line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it on watch. Netflix. <laughs> yes. I'll watch it at home. Anywho. <laughs> Off topic. So, Cinderella. So, again, some of the elements will be very similar, but some will be quite different. So, a similar-ness, um, I guess, is the Similarity. Similarity. Yeah. There we go. There Thank we go. you. It's been a long day. <laughs> Um, is that Cinderella's mother does pass away at the beginning um, of the tale. Um, But her father does not. Because I know that happens in the Disney version. Yeah, well, uh, he passes away after remarrying. Mm -mm. Oh, no. No. Did I I not get that right? No, just in in this, in the, again, the Brothers Grimm version, he lives throughout the whole... Things so oh it's just he's an, just alive the whole throughout yeah, all of it which I think is an interesting kind of twist in that like all these sorry but shitty things are happening and he, to her to and his he daughter just happen. yeah uh, I guess I I understand the uh, why Disney would have decided off to the do fire that father yeah so anywho yeah so it begins with um, her mother being sick and passing away um, and when um, the girl you know. Cinderella would go to her mother's grave every day, and that's what she promised her mom, and she'd remain pious and a good girl, and yeah. and so she would always go and see her, and about less than a year, so it says, you know, winter came, and then, and then it left, and then he brought a new wife. <laughs> he did not wait long. Not long at all. So he came with the stepmother and with two daughters, mm-hmm. um, who were beautiful, with fair faces, but evil and dark hearts. Like oh. a description of them. Um, dark so, hearts. Dark hearts. Next time someone angers you, it's like, oh, you might be fair. Fair-faced, but your heart is dark. <laughs> dark. <laughs> yes. So this is where things start to go even uh, worse for um, Cinderella. So um, they, the girls especially, they were very mean to her. They didn't want her to stay with them, like to eat with them. They said, that, you know, she'd eat bread outside or she'd have to earn it. Uh, like anybody else does. Um, oh, wow. So they took all of her clothes away and they made her um, just dress in an old gray smock and have wooden shoes. 
and then they'd make fun of her. For wearing. <laughs> for wearing. The clothes the that they forced that they her to made. wear. Yes, exactly. Yes. And they would, yeah, force her into the kitchen, you know, wake up very early. This you see in, in the movies, you know. Yeah. Um, carry the water, make fires, cook, wash, do every sort of thing. She pretty much becomes their maid. Pretty much, yeah. And, of course, she gets her name because they wouldn't let her have a bed. She had to sleep by the hearth, and the ashes would get all over her. So the cinder. So the cinder. And Ella is French. Right. Oh, I shouldn't say Ella is French. Okay, yeah, good. French, name. French for girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Elle is a, means she. Means so, she, yeah. yeah so Ella, cinder Ella, cinder girl. Cinder girl. Yeah. So that's how she got her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the one day uh her father decided to go to a fair and he asked you know his two two stepdaughters and his daughter what he should bring back for them and the and the one girl said a beautiful dress the other one said pearls and jewels and cinderella said that she wanted um for him to bring back the first twig that brushes against his hat on the way home oh it was kind of cute so, She's a little bit whimsical and doesn't care mm-hmm. necessarily for fine things. For material things, yeah. That, yeah. that is more, um, means more to her. So he did bring back, you know, the beautiful dress and pearls and jewels for the other girls. And then on his way home, um, he he did um, break a hazel twig that kind of brushed against him and he brought it home for her. And then she actually um, went to her mother's grave and planted it right, like, right at her gravesite. Aww. And then it grew, I don't know if magic, but it grew into a beautiful tree, which will come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Cinderella then went to this tree three times a day, and she would pray and cry, um, and a white bird would come to this tree every time. And whenever she would express a wish, the bird would actually throw down what she had wished for. Oh, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, like her fairy godmother type of exactly. Yeah, type so of thing happening. kind of like the fairy godmother and like the mice in the Disney version. So she has more helper birds than than. Okay, mice so and... the birds are more her helpers instead yes. of like mice. And exactly. Yeah, but they yeah they bring her anything that she would ask. So then one day the king of the land proclaimed that. They were going to have a festival, and it was going to last three whole days, and that all the beautiful girls of the land were invited so that his son, the prince, could select a bride for himself. Right. So when the two stepsisters heard that they had also been invited, they were super excited. Of course. And of course. And they, you know, told Cinderella to comb their hair and brush their shoes and fasten their buckles and do all these things because they need to get ready to go to the king's castle. Yeah. And, of course, Cinderella obeyed, but she was sad because she wanted to go with them and to dance, and so she begged her stepmother to allow her to go. And her stepmother said, you, Cinderella, like, you're covered in dust and dirt. Like, why would you want to go to the festival? You don't have clothes or shoes or anything. Like, you don't know how to dance. Why the heck would you want to go? But... Cinderella kept asking, and her stepmother finally said, like, okay, I've scattered a bowl of lentils into the ashes for you. So if you can pick them out again in two hours, then you may go with us. Oh, this sounds, this does sound kind of like the psyche and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that story. Yeah, picking out the beans and the different things, exactly. So the girl went um, back, sorry, the girl, Cinderella, went to the back door to the garden and called out to pigeons and turtle doves and all the birds under the sky to come and help me gather. So, um, the good ones, you know, said good ones go into the pot and the bad ones go into your crop. So 
two white pigeons came through the window and the turtle doves and a whole bunch of birds came swarming in and into the ashes and they started to pick at everything and they actually gathered like the grains into the bowl um, and when they were finished, they flew back out again and it took like basically an hour to do that. Yeah. So the girl took the bowl to her stepmother and was happy thinking that she'd be allowed to go to the festival. But her stepmother said, no, Cinderella, you have no clothes and you don't know how to dance. Everyone would only laugh at you. So she began to cry, very upset because she's like, I did what, you know, I you, did asked. What you asked. And- I did this impossible task. Exactly. So then her stepmother said, okay, you may go if you pick two bowls of lentils out of the ashes for me in one hour. She thinking to herself that she would never be able to do this. So Cinderella again went to the back garden and (laughs) invited all of her friends, the birds back in. And again, they picked and picked and picked and they were able to do it in half an hour. So oh even quicker and with more. So the girl uh, took bowls to her stepmother and was happy, thinking that, again, she would now be allowed to go to her to the festival. Uh, but still her stepmother said, no, you're not coming with us because you don't have any clothes, you don't know how to dance, and we would be ashamed of you. Um, so with this, she turned her back on Cinderella and hurried away with her daughters. So now that no one else was at home, Cinderella went to her mother's grave underneath the hazel tree and she cried out. She said, shake and quiver, little tree, throw gold and silver down to me. Mm-hmm. And then a bird threw a gold and silver dress down to her and slippers that were embroidered with silk and silver. And she quickly put it on and went to the festival. Oh, so it wasn't a fairy godmother. It was no, the birds. it was the birds. Them the birds, man, they know how to sew. They, yeah, <laughs> they're really good. So um, she went to the festival, and her stepsisters and stepmother didn't recognize her at all. They thought she had to be a foreign princess because she looked so beautiful in her dress elegant, and yeah. elegant. Um, they never once thought that it was Cinderella um, because, you know, last time they saw her, she was sitting at home in dirt in, in and rags. <laughs> yeah. looking for lentils in the ashes. Um, but then the prince approached her and took her by the hand and danced with her. And he said that he was not going to dance with anyone else, and he would never let go of her hand. Even when someone else would ask to dance with her, uh, he would say that she is my dance partner. Aww. So they danced the whole evening, and then she, you know, wanted to go home. <laughs> Reasonable time, no. But the prince said, you know, I will go along and escort you, because he wanted to see, you know, who did she belong to. Yeah, like wanted to go meet her parents exactly yeah Yeah. but she was able to elude him and she actually jumped into her into the pigeon coop (laughs) and then the prince waited until her father came um and then he told him that the unknown girl had jumped into the pigeon coop (laughs) and her and her pigeons her and her pigeons and the old man thought could that be cinderella like I don't know. She's a little weird. She's a little kooky, but uh, so he actually brought an axe with an an axe uh, and a pick so that he can go into the pigeon coop and like break it apart. But no one was inside, so she went into the pigeon coop and she escaped like out the back or something. Exactly. Yeah. So when they got home, uh, Cinderella was still lying in the ashes in her dirty clothes. So again, they Mm -hmm. thought, okay, couldn't be her. Couldn't possibly be her. Yeah. But what happened was she quickly jumped again, out the back of the pigeon coop and ran to the hazel tree and that's where she took off her clothes and kind of left them there yeah. uh, for the birds and she got dressed in her, her usual clothing. So the next day, uh, 
again, still the festival, because three days and not one day. So um, in this story, she kind of had to run back so that no one would suspect her. Yes, exactly. And it wasn't so much that, like, the spell would be broken. No. It was because she didn't, didn't want to get caught. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and again, leaving at a reasonable time, kind of yeah. like the four yeah. of wands. <laughs> you know, you got to go back. So again, the next day she went back and asked for, for the dress and the, the, um, the birds threw down an even more magnificent dress than, oh than the previous day. And she went to the festival and everyone again, astonished by her beauty, Prince asked her to dance, would only dance with her. Same thing. Had to leave early. Did she have to explain why she? She didn't know. She didn't explain. Uh, but he then again went back to her house to see which house it was. But she ran away from him and into the garden behind the house. Um, she like climbed a pear tree and kind of waited there. And and <laughs> he said, you know, this girl eludes me. I can't believe she, you know, climbed a tree. This is like getting kind of <laughs> ridiculous here. And again, the father's like, could this be Cinderella? Like. I don't know. She is kind of weird. Kind of weird. But again, she was in the kitchen when they came back. So same as the first day. On the third day, again, same thing happened. She would go to the to the tree. You know, everyone was she gone. Got another magnificent another dress. Another even more magnificent and and splendid dress. Um, but this time the, the slippers. The birds are getting better at sewing. Getting, yeah, they're getting better at sewing. <laughs> and the slippers were made of pure gold this time. Oh so my. not even like we're talking high stuff here. So when she arrived at the festival again, everyone, she's beautiful. Prince is only going to dance with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that evening when Cinderella wanted the, to leave, the prince tried to escort her. Um, but she ran away from him very quickly so that he couldn't follow her. Yeah. But the prince set a trap. He had had the entire stairway smeared with pitch so that when she ran down the stairs, her left slipper stuck in the pitch. Um couldn't get it out. So he, like, actually made the staircase sticky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trapper. The trapper there. Uh, the prince picked up the shoe, and it was very small and dainty, and again, of pure gold. So not a glass slipper. So there's another mm-hmm. little difference there. So the next morning, he went with it to the Mansa Cinderella's father. Because, again, like, he kind of knew the, the The area that yeah. she was from. And yeah. said, um, no one will be my wife except the one whose foot this golden shoe fits. So the two sisters, stepsisters, were very happy to hear this, assuming that it would be one of them. Um, but yeah, like all you gotta do is fit into the. And slipper. she gotta put the slipper on. So the mother, you know, was standing by and said, "Okay, like you know, take to the older one, say, take it into the bedroom and try it on." Um, but she couldn't get her big toe to fit into it because uh, that she was too small for her. Um, then her mother gave her a knife and said, "Cut off your toe. When you are queen, you will no longer have to go on foot." So the girl cut off her toe. Oh dear. (laughs) And forced her foot into the shoe and swallowed the pain and went out to the prince. And he took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. Um, But as they were riding past, they rode past the grave where the hazel tree was. And two pigeons were on there and they cried out. I'm not going to dispel. Rook-ti-goo, rook-ti-goo. There's blood in the shoe. The shoe is too tight. This bride is not right. Oh, them pesky pigeons. Pesky pigeons. So then he looked at her foot and saw that there was blood everywhere <laughs> running out of it. Yeah. And he turned the horse around, went back to the house, and said, This is not the right one, that the other sister should then try on the shoe instead. So the other sister went to her bedroom. She got her toes to fit in, but her heel was too big. 
So dear. the mother gave her a knife and said, cut a piece off your heel. When you're a queen, you'll no longer have to go on foot. So again, again, same deal. She cut off a piece of her heel, forced her shoe into her foot into the shoe, swallowed uh, the pain, and went out to the prince. He took her. And I thought, like, my footwear was causing me right? pain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally cutting pieces off. That's yeah. a bit much. Um, but again, those pesky pigeons um, said, brook goo rook goo there's blood in the shoe. The shoe is not the shoe is too tight. The bride is not right. So again, looked down at the shoe and he saw that there was blood running everywhere and that it stained her, you know, white stocking and everything. Oh jeez. Uh, so he turned the horse around and went and went back. And he said, This isn't right either. Like, don't you have another daughter? And the man <laughs> actually said no. Um, there is only a deformed little Cinderella from my first wife. She cannot possibly be the bride. The, the, the father dad. said this. Yep. Oh, he was I not know. a doting dad. Mm-mm. That's so sad. It was very sad. Uh, the prince told him to send her to him anyways, but the mother, some other answered, oh no, she's much too dirty. She cannot be seen. But the prince insisted they had to call Cinderella, so she washed her face and hands and everything mm-hmm. and went down and bowed down before the prince who gave her the golden shoe. So she sat down on a stool, pulled out her foot, or pulled her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe and put it into the slipper, which fit her perfectly. Because it was her shoe. Because it was her shoe, yeah. Exactly. So when she stood up, um, the prince looked into her face and he recognized the beautiful girl who he had danced with. And he cried out, she is my true bride. So uh, the stepmother and the two sisters were horrified (laughs) and super angry. Um, The prince, however, took Cinderella onto his horse and rode away. And again, they passed the hazel tree. But this time, the pigeons uh, cried out, Rook-de-goo, rook-de-goo, no blood's in the shoe, the shoe's not too tight, this bride is right. So after they'd cried this out, they both actually flew down and stayed on Cinderella's shoulders. One on the right and one on the left, and they stayed there. I do believe there are pigeons in like the the wedding scene. There the are, Disney, there are. The so version. I wonder if that was like their way to their kind homage of to it. Yeah, exactly. So um, when the wedding uh, with the prince was to be held, the two her two sisters actually came to the, to the wedding, trying to kind of win favor with her and be like, "Oh, we're sorry, like yeah, you're you're queen now or princess now, like yeah." yeah. Um, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. We were um, but when the when the couple walked into the church, um, like one of each sister walked on either side of Cinderella, and the pigeons actually plucked an eye out from each of them. Oh. And then afterwards, when losing they, toes and heels was yeah, not enough. No. And then afterwards, when they came out of the church, um, they plucked out the opposite eyes so that they were <laughs> blinded um, for as long as they live for their wickedness and, and falsehoods. Wow. Yeah. And that that is the end of the tale. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I It, it definitely is darker. It's much darker. <laughs> it's a much oh my darker goodness! Version. But it still has elements that I like, like again the like the animals helping and which is quite nice. Yeah, there's this idea that like her hard work made her gain mm-hmm. favor with with these birds. Yeah, I guess, and the birds kind of acted as her fairy godmother and helpers mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing. More of like yeah, like the divine assistance and assistance from the animals and Yeah, that like um the, because she she remained a good person yes. and a hard worker yeah. that she was rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And she just it and I think the three like the three day festival too is just showing like if you want something you have to 
continually go after it. Like, going after it once is not enough. Like, you need to keep at you it. You have to keep going, you yeah. You have to keep going. Because if she didn't go the second or third day... He would have lost he interest. He would have lost interest. He would have found someone else, especially because she hid all those times. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, again, her persistence. Yeah, so she kept she kept going, and uh, she kept having to leave early, because if she got caught as well... She would have probably been locked up or something mm-hmm. and not been able to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people might not have believed her, too, again, with who she was. And this definitely mm-hmm. has, like, all the themes of the Four of Wands. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> and, it, and it also has the whole castle as your yeah, end goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's really cool mm-hmm. um, that it, the story just kind of fits so well. Um, but yeah, if you if you get the Four of Wands, it definitely means uh, that you should um, you should that you are being rewarded for your hard work, but also to not get lazy, <laughs> to keep keep going and mm-hmm. keep at it. Well, even if you take like the marriage analogy, like even if you you know find your person and mm-hmm. get married, that's not when you stop your relationship. You don't stop. Trying and striving for more. That is so better. true. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> Finding your person is not necessarily the happy, like, it, it, you know, you can be happy in the moment, but it doesn't necessarily mean happily ever after without hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's very true. I, that's, <laughs> that's a very true uh, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're running a we're, little, yeah. we're pretty, we're, we're a little running a little tight on time. So uh, before uh, the, the clock strikes, <laughs> we should probably let you guys know if uh if you liked our our episode please tell your friends um you can also leave us a comment and uh contact us through facebook we love reading your comments and also through instagram mm-hmm. it's awesome yes awesome to hear Get, from all of getting you getting to know you guys exactly yeah telling a friend obviously the easiest um way to help us out you could also we have a patreon um Support group, not support group. <laughs> that sounds weird. Uh, Patreon supporters. There we go. Patreon supporters. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to donate, it's a dollar per episode, and that helps you know go towards putting everything together and on for you guys and our eternal love and gratitude. Of course, we we might shout out and dedicate some songs to you. Of course, yes, <laughs> and we and we normally post um, the episodes early too. Yes, yeah, so you just do for get you, guys. you get early. Uh, you do, you do get early access mm-hmm. for becoming a Patreon su- subscriber. Yeah. Um, all right. So our words of wisdom for this episode come from the American Tarot Association under the Four of Wands. They say, enjoy the party, but keep an eye on the clock and be ready to leave when you have to. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? Talk about stories, wands, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, terror.